and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders Ash Polson and Steve Bowling, along with our very special guest, the Kingdom Hearts man himself, H.M. Kella. Having a very good week. <laughs> oh, the, oh, one of yeah. the best. One of the best. <laughs> so good. I'm, I'm glad we were able to finally get you on this show. Uh, just put it out there and uh, reel you in. And uh, hopefully you've been doing well. Hopefully you've been maintaining your uh, composure until Monday. Oh, <laughs> uh, It's going to be fine. I've actually been getting a lot of good sleep. And I've been eating a oh, lot nice. healthier. I'm like, I have to make sure I have to live until like Sora releases. So... <laughs> Just well, one more it. week. After that, then you, whatever happens, happens. But you got to make it to at least Monday, right? Right. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Smash Smash promotes good health. That's that's what it's all about. <laughs> exactly. Dude, your reaction was great, by the way. I, I've watched uh, plenty of reactions, including yours. And it is a fellow diehard Kingdom Hearts fan who wanted Sora in this game more than anybody besides Mega Man, who was already in. I get it, man. I get uh, the sheer raw excitement and passion <laughs> and i'm so so happy so happy man like it was it was years coming it was years in the making yeah. and i felt like honestly he was like i agree with sakurai 100 he was the best character to be last and i'm like 100 what a way yeah what a mm, way yep absolutely <laughs> yep can't believe that was a nintendo suggestion like nintendo suggested some dang good picks my god yeah right well, and I love how we found out retroactively that he was the true ballot winner. And and I love the way Sakurai just dropped it like, I knew Sora was the most requested fighter. Like, yeah, come on, like, guys. Yeah. You think I didn't know that? I knew that. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell you that. Not until it was time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I see that Sora was trending 100K every time a new character was coming. I knew. I knew. Like... <laughs> Well, before we get too far into it, we are sponsored on Mondays by the ever-wonderful Game Orb. And the Game Orb, Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While they are still running Let's Plays of Splatoon 2 and Super Mario 64 from the Super Mario 3D All-Stars Collection, they are also adding new games like Sonic Colors Ultimate and Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Also, there are now shorter videos in a playlist called the Game Orb Minis for clips that are highlighted. So be sure to uh, subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. I'm sure Ash will also put a uh, pin in the chat. And uh, let's continue to work our way towards 400 subs for the Game Orb and just keep pushing those good vibes and that support because they are a wonderful person for supporting us for this long. My goodness. Yeah, from the very beginning. Thank you so much, Eddie. Game Orb, we really just love you and appreciate you. Seriously, you've have, you've been here from the very beginning and supporting us and sponsoring the show. So thank you so much. I just posted links to both your channel and Galactic Reapers channel in the chat. I'm pinning it. Everybody, please go show them both some love. Check out their content. Subscribe. Let's help them take over the world. And we'll all be better <laughs> off. Hell yeah. Nice. Thank perfect. you very much. <clears throat> perfect, perfect. Uh, well, before we get into the stories, I'm going to read out the uh, the uh, uh, super chats that we got before the show started. First up from the Shadow Hermit with a one euro ninety nine cent donation says eleven months and counting, one year twenty eight days away. Yeah, he's talking about us. <laughs> we're oh, we're twenty eight yeah. days away from our one year anniversary. Oh, right. the channel. I thought I was saying like That's... one year and twenty eight days away from something else. I'm like, what's what's in one right. year? Because oh, I, I, I thought I thought they were referencing it first. It's I like, oh, did they leak? Yet. 
like, I was I something, but my gosh, we is. I mean, I can keep track of how old this channel is by this by my son's age. So there we go. <laughs> right, true. Right. It's kind of convenient in that way. Uh, thank you so much, Shadow Hermit. Mopre Mulenga with a $5 super chat saying, if every guest of TNT got a character reveal trailer, HMKs would be like Soros to me. His handshake would be uh, the Kai because everyone likes a baby. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. And Great. finally, Juan with five Canadian dollars saying, thanks for getting HMK. Now could you guys get cynical uh, the gamers joint in here, please? We get him. We get HMK often requested, and you're immediately unsatisfied with somebody else. What the heck? Now I kind of know how Sakurai feels now. He puts, he puts <laughs> yeah. the character immediately. Get our like, next one. You know, okay, nah. great. They're in. Now let's get the next one in there. <laughs> it's all good. Jared's like a really good friend of mine and stuff. So I would. Yeah. He'll be great on the show. Honestly, love to get awesome. him on. So yeah. we'll definitely mm-hmm. make. Uh, make a point of making that happen but thank you all for the super chats but let's keep this show running nice and smooth and getting to our first uh story which uh involves the second boss i will be uh, do a slight spoiler warning if you hadn't seen any of the metroid dread tra- trailers i feel have a feeling by this point though most met big metroid fans know about this person person know about this thing being in metroid dread and it's not so much of a spoiler anymore especially because there's something really cool that you can do with it so let's bring that story up so there is a special cutscene that plays in metroid dread if you sequence break and manage to get the uh bombs for the for the uh morph ball before confronting Kraid. If you do this, there is a secret path that you can unlock with those bombs and kill him in one shot. <laughs> it's a That's gross wild. way of doing it, but it's awesome. Man, wow. when I saw that, I was like, "That's nasty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Honestly, I, I thought that's how you're going to kill him in the first place. When I saw that, saw that section, I'm like, "Oh, okay, we have to do like right. morph ball in there or do something." But nope. <laughs> That's so interesting. I just uh, I just beat this boss last night when I was playing, and what a fun fight, by the way. I mean, the whole game's so great, but uh, I, of course, didn't sequence break, and so I didn't have the bombs when I when I uh, did this boss fight. So I had no idea. Uh, I knew, of course, sequence breaking is a thing in Metroid. Period. But I just didn't know they that not only could you have the bombs for this fight, but that there is a special cutscene for using them. That's so cool. I love that, man. It just really shows like all of the like intricate parts that they go into making these games like this. It's like, hey, like what if they were just doing all right, let's reward them by like, you know, implementing this into this boss fight. By the way, Kraid, I like, yo, okay, so it took me like ten tries to beat Kraid. Like like am I the only one here? Oh and, no, but so, most like, bosses took at least five <laughs> tries. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, every time I got to that section with the belly button stuff, and I'm like, I die, Kraid, stop! Uh, I that after finding yeah. this out, I'm like, man, I wish I had the bombs. <laughs> the timing on his um, spikes that he shoots out to jump on top of those took me a while. <laughs> now oh, I'm, yeah. I'm only saying this because you asked, but I actually did beat Crate on my first try. Oh, nice! No wow, it's Crate, but I've gotten caught by Emmys a bunch of times, so it balances out. <laughs> yeah, it totally balances out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Emmys. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I I had issues with Kraid too. Like the the belly button thing, yeah, was one unsettling. That's really gross. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. I, yeah. I thought the same thing though. I'm like, oh, he's shooting stuff out of his belly button. But it's uh, really. Gross. 
at the same time, I never uh, jumped on those spikes. I ended up just not doing that. I killed them without doing that ever. Oh, <laughs> but, oh wow. Oh, yeah. I, I, I probably made it harder for myself than I needed to. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that sound, sounds much harder because, you know, you jump on those things, mount the, the uh, grapple point, and then just start shooting. That seems way easier. Oh my god, I just saw the, the special cutscene, and yeah, it's really messed up. It's really <laughs> messed up. <laughs> it's, oh, it god. Is, <laughs> That is straight up end of so Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so awful and gross. But also, I love this game so much. <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, but... I, I do love that Mercury Steam went to the effort of providing something special for people that are so hardcore that they would sequence break the game and and get the morph ball early. I, I think that is a really really cool thing that they did. Um, and, and it's funny because I remember, you know, when I fought the when I fought Kraid for the first time, I was thinking like, oh, man, I could totally roll in there if I had the morph ball. I was like, but when the hell do you get it? Like, I, I at one point I was so far behind Derek uh, that I just I was questioning whether the morph ball was even in the game. I'm like, I'm seeing so many things where it would fit. But where the hell is right? it? It's like the first thing you're supposed to get. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like how they played with my expectations that way. I'm not going to say where you get it, but it was long enough that I was like, maybe it's not actually there. <laughs> I, well, they make you want it. They subvert your expectations where, you know, like other Metro games, you get it right away and you just kind of take it for granted. I love how in this game, they make you want it. You see all these places, like he said, Steve, that you can use it. And I'm like, I want my Morph Ball. I can't use it. <laughs> I, you make, they make you pine yeah, for it. Yeah, it's that. like... It's it's real, compared to other Metro games. It's relatively it's like yo the morph ball. Like I don't have the morph ball yet. Am I? I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like did I mess up? Like no, it's Metroid. You, <laughs> yeah, you don't mess up in Metroid and stuff. But yeah, I completely agree with Ash. Like yo, when you get the morph ball, I'm like, oh, I will I will never forsake you ever again. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't yeah. want to take it for granted at this point because it's just nah. it's such an integral part of the lineup. It's like where is it? Um. I, I hope there's actually more scenes like this in the game where probably testers that are very experienced with this thing t- tried out sequence breaking and seeing how often it happens to see other types of sequence breaking that could happen in the, uh, against other bosses would be really cool. Uh, and just seeing what all they can put in there because... I, I mean, this game's so good. <laughs> That's all I yeah, can really amazing, say. It's just bro. like, you get to talk about Dread and it's just like, my god is this fun um <laughs> that's really what it comes down to buy this game by the way you really yes, should please yeah yes, don't listen to kotaku and do. pirate it that's not a story Whoa. list my god yeah i, I had to i, I had to bring that. it up just because i saw it and they i will give them credit <clears throat> i imagine that patricia hernandez who is the eic at kotaku had a very stern discussion with the author of that article because the first time i read it it was like are nintendo's lawyers here thank god for pirates and all this bad shit that you shouldn't be saying about a game that came out three days ago and then like the article tone was just completely different later in the day (laughs) it was like oh yeah earlier we referenced piracy we you know it, it it still had like a little bit of condescension and snark to it it was like we trust our readers to make the right decisions and i'm like bro did you did you read your intro paragraph because i did yeah, and did you see the like the tweet attached to the article? And I, I just want to talk about that, like how that. I mean, sure, there's the saying that you know any publicity is good publicity and stuff like that. But I mean, dread was like everyone was talking about dread regardless. 
and when you have an article like that, it brings up the conversation about like preservation and stuff. And it's like, oh, when it comes to Nintendo games, it's always it's it's always okay to pirate. And I'm like, listen, when it comes to you know emulating games that you cannot obtain anymore, then that's when you can have that conversation. Not with a game that came out like two three days ago, and then you guys are gonna <laughs> wonder where like where's the next Metro game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you did you buy it? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Did you support yeah. it? You really should. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's and people it's like, wonder we, why Star Fox is on ice. We need we needed it in 4K and get it up running. It's like, it looks pretty dang good on the Switch, I gotta say. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think any of us are against emulation as a general concept. Of course not. But when you're talking about a game that came out a couple of days ago for current generate for current or well, a current generation console, and you're talking about pirating it already, like pirating it at all, but but especially a brand new game. It's just so gross. Like what? I, yeah, but like you said, credit where credit's due, Steve. I'm sure Patricia did, you know, have a very stern talk with with the writer of that that article. But mm-hmm. I, when I heard that, I'm just like, fucking Kotaku. Why would you do that? <laughs> like, jeez. Yeah. Um. Bring it back. I do want to highlight a few of the uh, super chats that came in during this. Uh, Pyro Jack Daniel with five dollars saying, "I love it when developers have foresight to do something like this. I do too. Those, those can make for some Same. really great Easter eggs uh, that just make it feel that much more special." And then Matthew Zawadniak with a ten dollar uh, super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, famously said during his preview for us that uh, don't know if it'll be the best. Uh, Super Metroid because you can't single wall jump like you can in Super Metroid. And according to this, according to him, a single wall jump trick has been discovered for Dread, so it is officially the best Metroid game ever now. <laughs> nice. 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 That, that, that's all it took. Yep. I, I think I saw uh, them retweet it like the method of it. So it's like, yeah, that looks pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So. Whenever there's like really cool like things to do in like video games, especially in stuff like Kingdom Hearts and whatnot, and then like it looks cool, but the execution is like you're gonna have to do all this. I'm like, okay, it looks cool, got it. All right, I'm not gonna learn the game that hard in order to do that when I can just play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sort of similar in that way where you can see like you can beat Kingdom Hearts just fine, but you see like fighting some of the super bosses, some of the really good players that could just counter everything and make it look like a cakewalk. Looking right, like right. high level play. That's what I'm really excited for. Like I'm not usually too into super speed runs, but I I enjoy Dread so much. I really want to see see uh, awesome games done quick. Handle this and see what it looks like. Because my goodness, hmm. I, I like watching speed runs just because I I like it and I enjoy watching the, that high level technical play. But I also like watching them from the perspective of in my head canon that being the care what the character would actually be doing. Like what you mm-hmm. know, like what would you know, like a, a speed run of Metroid Dread doing everything perfectly. That's what Samus would actually do. You know, it's only when, when people like us are playing as her and messing up and taking deaths and stuff that, you know, that she doesn't look as good. But when I, when I th- see speed runs, I imagine, okay, that's what the protagonist in universe would actually be doing. Just styling on everybody. Yes. And can I say for like in the cutscenes, like early on, I'm not oh, going to reveal any like, yeah. yo, she's cold, yo. She is I love yes. it. Cold. I'm God, like, yeah. okay, Savage, bro. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's it so like, good. She, is just, like, she takes no prisoners. <laughs> like, right? It is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, like, and oh. my God, some <laughs> of the moments she has with some of these bosses is just utterly brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So good. 
there is, uh, again, no spoilers whatsoever, but there is a sequence in the final boss uh, before the one, one of the phases, my, my, like, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Is it safe? Is it safe? Uh, I, 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 I mean, let's let's kind of like maybe stop here, guys. We're getting yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like push I, I, anyone apparently, away. Apparently, uh, Geo, have you not beaten Dread yet? That actually... no, man, bro. I've been playing no. a lot. I'm, I'm playing. I haven't I'm either. It. I'm playing it. Okay, like, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Smash and a lot of Dread, and no, also I've been fair. playing a lot of Genshin and Kingdom Hearts and Miles Morales and. I'm playing it, okay? <laughs> Dude, I get it. Don't worry. Get I haven't you. beaten it either. They have. I'm still right in the middle of it, so don't worry. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, just for everybody's sake, I don't like... We haven't said anything specific, of course, and we won't, right. but I don't want to get too much further into this, into the weeds with this, just to make people feel safe about, you know, spoiler safe. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't wanna, definitely don't want to spoil anything, so... Let's get away from anything too specific. And one more super chat before we uh, jump into the next uh, next topic. Ignacio uh, Aristua, I believe I said. I hope I said that right. Uh, I'm going to guess that's Argentinian currency. I don't know the name of that, though. Uh, um, that is, uh, I believe, Argentinian pesos. Okay, Argentinian Argentine peso. Okay, thank you Argentine so much. Argentinian peso, yes. Saying uh, would the discourse change about Metroid Dread when we were talking about countries with poor income that can't afford a Switch but have a low-end PC? And I guess that is the question. Like, Because I do hear about some people saying, you know, if they have the money, they would get it. And they'll still get it, even if they did use that method to play it when they couldn't afford it. And I guess it's just... I guess that is the consideration do- uh, done. When you had the money, support the developer. If you're in that, if you're in that specific situation, I, I just going to say that I'm not going to say anything about that. Uh, just because I don't think that, you know, I'm, I'm in a position to give an answer like that. That's not an experience that I've lived. And I understand that people in those, in those situations, like they're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm not going to sit here from a place of privilege and tell you like, Hey, buy this game or pirate this game. Like, I'm just going to say, I don't understand your experience. Uh, and you know, enjoy your games the way you can enjoy them. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you how to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sit here from a place of privilege. Same as Steve said. I mean, I definitely have thoughts on this, but I don't think it's appropriate for me to share them given that I'm not in that position. So I'm just going to kind of plead, going to plead the fifth on this one. I agree with Steve. <laughs> we're privileged. We, we're really not sitting in a place where we should be commenting on, on such a situation. Right. right. I concur. Yep. Well, fortunately, we don't don't seem to have to worry too much about the sales success of Metroid Dread, according to our next story. So let's go ahead and bring that up. Well done. Thank you, sir. So uh, it's already off to a very strong sales start in the UK. UK is really the only one that publishes it. So it publishes it. So we not, it's our best chance of seeing how well a game's doing without. Um, you know, until we get a, a, a statement from Nintendo or anything like that about how well it's doing. But at least in the UK, uh, it is uh, breaking records for the Metroid series in that country, already outselling uh, Metroid Prime 3, which I believe was the previous uh, record holder for fastest selling uh, Metroid game. And it's already the fifth <clears throat> biggest Switch uh, Switch launch this year. Wow. Uh, only behind 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, Skyward Sword HD, Monster Hunter Rise, and new Pokemon Snap. So 
Nice. Doing quite well. Love to hear that. I love to hear that. I, I was. It really seemed as though from pre-order numbers that Metroid Dread was going to to be a breakout success for the series. Not that the series has never, you know, has not been successful in the past, but it's all been relative, right? And right. for Metroid, this is really, really good. These are really good numbers, and I'm glad to see that the the post-launch results have reflected the the strong pre-order numbers we saw with the game. And this is just the UK alone. I can't wait mm. to find out how it did in other territories, especially here in the US, because I know. Traditionally, Metroid has never been quite as big in Japan, so it's mainly going to be the U.S. numbers I'm looking forward to seeing. Exactly, but you know, I, I feel like there's a really good perspective when it comes to the timing of this game coming out, uh, especially with like everyone and their families have a Switch at this point, uh, especially in like across various regions like uh, Europe, Japan, the U.S. And like we were talking about a little bit about this before we went live. But it's a really good perspective that Dread is out, finally, Metroid 5. And Nintendo really showed that they're the best at doing this type of game. And we've seen this type of game enjoyed and loved by many people throughout the years in Metroid's main absence. There's been a ton of Metroidvanias that has come out between the launch of uh, Fusion and Dread. And now, since everybody has Metroidvania-type gameplay on their mind and... The queen has returned. I feel that this is going to be, you know, like whatever sales that we've seen for 2D side-scrolling Metroids, like Fusion, Super, all that good jazz. Like, it's it's going to pale in comparison, like, multiple times over once we finally get those numbers for Dread. Because this is, like, this is it. This is the series, like, one of the series that helped divine, define this genre that everyone's been enjoying by other developers over the yeah. course of years leading up to this. So this is going to be a really cool perspective once we see these numbers like finally out. Well, the crazy thing is I, I saw somewhere that um, Hollow Knight has actually outsold most Metroid games, which is yeah, crazy to think well. about. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. But people have been thirsty for a new 2D Metroid. Nintendo left us hanging for a really long oh. time. So oh, stream, yeah. I, I would not be at all surprised if uh dread ends up outselling hollow knight in the long run because this is what people have wanted we've wanted this game and it's already off to like a huge you know amazing start i, I can't imagine what the u.s sales numbers are um you know the u.s is typically one of nintendo's strongest markets uh so if it's doing that well in the uk i i wouldn't at all be surprised to you know hear that it's shifted several million units by the end of the year yeah yeah i hope so I, I do wonder if, if maybe Hollow Knight's affordability might might put a kink in that in, in terms of how much I think it's like what twenty bucks right now. And I have seen that crowd where I don't agree with them. Obviously you should spend your money how and on, on what you want to, but I I've been seeing that crowd. Oh, Metroid Dread, it's it's a two D and it's like ten hours ish, however long it actually is. That's not worth sixty dollars. I don't it I is. don't understand <laughs> that mentality. It totally is worth sixty dollars, by the way. But you know, yeah, I get it. If it's not your kind of game, maybe it isn't. But I don't think you you should be placing a valuation on games based on their length. It's about the journey. It's about the experience you have with it. Um, but I have seen that crowd. I think it's a, it's definitely a minority. But I have seen that crowd talking about, well, is Metroid Dread really worth sixty dollars? And whereas with Hollow Knight, it's a longer game and it's a lot cheaper. And so there may be a, a value proposition there that I don't necessarily agree with, but that might might not saying it will but it might prevent metroid dread from from reaching hollow knight sales hopefully I mean, 
obviously we're not here to argue about the the semantics of that or anything like that, but uh, right. this has to be one of the best paced games I've ever played. And I'm looking forward to not only getting 100% on my current play th- my uh, current playthrough, but replaying it in, 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 in the future. Like, I keep wanting to play this. Like, that's the thing. It has me yeah. hooked. And that's saying something, because I don't normally replay games or have that desire to replay games right away. And Dread has me. So, yeah, I think it's worth it. And I'm glad it's doing well. Hopefully it continues to do well. Uh, it actually it debuted at number three in the UK, only beaten by FIFA 22 and Far Cry 6, but but definitely but still beating Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So that's <laughs> that's saying something. That's to, that's uh, yeah. saying a lot, actually. Whoa, staying staying ahead of the Mario Kart 8 train that just never ends. Yeah, yeah, it's doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So yeah, well, before we move on to our next topic, now that we're not so uh, Metroid focused, I do want to go back and uh, highlight a few of the other um, super chats that we've gotten in the meantime. One from Moon Ghost Doodles with uh, 100 Mexican pesos saying, uh, I'm probably the only one excited by this, but Toys for Bob is hosting a Skylander stream tomorrow. The first three games are from my faves as a kid, hoping, hoping for a remaster trilogy without requiring NFC. Good vibes. Man. Um, uh, I've seen Skylanders play it. It seems fine. My, I've never played yeah. it myself. My kids love Skylanders. Um, yeah, I, I could see. <clears throat> I, I I could see there being some hype around it. Like a lot of folks that grew up with it are adults now with their own spending power, and that's kind of how gaming mm. has turned out to be cyclical in that weird way. Like all of us that grew up with the NES, you know, like we're we're adults with with our own bank accounts and stuff, and so of course they're gonna revitalize some of those games for us now that we can make our own purchasing decisions and, and folks that this is scary to think about, but folks that were little kids when Skylanders first came out are now like in college or just getting out of college. And, and they got that money now too. So of course, you know, Mm -hmm. Activision is going to give them something to spend it on. And I, I, I could see it being cool. I definitely think toys to life is kind of a dead genre outside of Amiibo, which somehow I mean Amiibo's to dead successful. too. Like, yeah. like what you actually get from the the Metroid Amiibos, Dread Amiibo. Yeah, yeah. It, it it definitely seems as though the the flashpoint for toys to life content has kind of passed. Not to say there isn't, isn't still any value in it. And you know, really happy to hear you're looking forward to this Skylander stream, but it. It was something that never really appealed to me personally and not having kids. I didn't really have a chance to be that exposed to it. So not for me personally, but it's certainly something that continues to endure. Skylanders is still here despite Toys to Life not being the big thing anymore. And, right. uh, you know, that that speaks to the inherent quality of the series, I would say. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there is the whole Activision Blizzard thing now, and that kind of weighs it down. Yeah, hamper yeah. the whole thing. But hey, good vibes back at you, and I hope that you know whatever it is they announce that that it ends up hyping you up. I hope I hope you uh, yeah. have a good time checking out the stream. Absolutely. And then I also want to highlight uh, Bungo Lover with five Canadian dollars. <laughs> Got to continue this whole meme about saying and they say, <laughs> "Hey, H.M. Keller, do you drink Danimals? Do you drink the Danimals yogurt?" That is. A strange question we get our, all of our guests get asked by. Bunk okay, so no, that, that's okay. That's that's a meme here. I just like I yeah. don't know if there there is. No, it's not, it's not a meme anywhere. Okay. Wait, just wait. here, just here. All right, cool, cool, cool. I was like, yeah. yo, like one of the, one of those show callbacks that uh, basically did, we reported on a story where um, the 
Danimal's mascot Bongo got added as a character in a Sonic mobile game, one of the Sonic Runners oh, games. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And somehow it just that. got us on the discussion of <laughs> Danimals, and now it just gets mentioned by Bongo Lover every time about whether somebody actually drinks Danimals. So Danimals, now I was I was never, never too keen on drinking yogurt. Mm-mm. So like I prefer like, yeah. like yogurt in a cup. So <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And then I I don't go for Danimals. I go for Dan and fruit on the bottom. So yeah, that's that's much better. That's actually yeah. Oh hell yeah, I like Danimals. Yeah, that no, you got good taste in yogurt. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know about Bongo, but I haven't seen Bongo since <laughs> elementary school. So sorry, Bongo. Yeah, they also hey, say hey, right uh, here. I have them on my phone at all times. Oh god, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Wow. <laughs> They also say, uh, me and my girlfriend have been playing Kingdom Hearts. We just saw King Mickey mentioning the door to, door to darkness. Oh. <laughs> nice. You have a lot uh, of wild things to see yet. You're only getting started. That's that, all that, I'll say. Bro, that one meme is like, say, fellas, is somebody say the door to darkness? <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and see the loved, organization. <laughs> I've like, loved the thing uh, on Twitter where it's like somebody mentioned that any Kingdom Hearts scene out of context is the oh, funniest thing you'll see. It, re- like, it really is. It really totally is. They'll pay for this. <laughs> it's. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, God, I, love, I love Kingdom Hearts so much. It's so much. Amazing series. I, 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 I think one like was it. like, join me. Like, it's just. Riku slapping away Donald at one point in Kingdom Hearts One is another. Oh, it's that's so good. The one where he's like, only like Riku's like giving this really long winded speech, like only the true master of the Keyblade can save Kyrie. And then Sora just looks at him, "You're stupid!" Like, yeah, you're stupid. Yeah, I'm like, bro. <laughs> and 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 uh, never forget Woody. My guess is no one's ever loved you oh, before. Dude. It's so good. It's I so love good. how that meme has not died since. No, it hasn't. The Woody meme, meme. Uh, like, and the whole Monsters Inc. sequence about them tossing door into another door into another door is one oh, of the yes. best oh, things. Yetus Vanitas, I love it. Yetus, yeah, Yetus Vanitas. Oh god, oh um, man. And fitting to go off this train of thought, Alan Gibbs with a two dollars super chat saying, "One week to Sora hype." Woo! I'm excited. One dude. week until our boys in Smash. Absolutely. I'm gonna be a. And, I'm gonna be an absolute. Fiend when he comes out, dude. Oh, that's me great. too, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then Alex Hudson with five Australian dollars saying, "Hey guys, I'm finally starting the Kingdom Hearts games this weekend. Any advice before I jump into the series? Give it time. Destiny Islands might start up feel a little slow to you, but give it time to um, kind of draw you in. And I think, I think by the end of Traverse Town, you'll probably be convinced, convinced one way or another. Oh yeah." Yeah, definitely give it till Traverse Town for sure. I, I would say that's a good rule of thumb. And then mm-hmm. remember, like, and I tell this to everyone who wants to try and get into Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that, take it at your own pace. Kingdom Hearts is way better as a story that is experienced rather than told. So, yes. trust me. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's a yeah. ride you have to enjoy. You hear about some it. of this stuff, it's like, that's stupid. You experience <laughs> that stuff in the context and you're bawling your eyes out. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That is that is the Kingdom Hearts experience because it's like you know it's cheesy, you know it's kind of dumb, you don't care, right? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, you, but I will say you do have to have a, an existing love for anime melodrama nonsense. If, if you if you hate anime on principle, if you're one of those people, 
Kingdom Hearts just is not going to be for you. But if you love anime <laughs> or you're open to it and you're you're ready to embrace the melodrama and friends or my, my friends or my power nonsense, you're going to have the best time ever. It's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our third story, which uh, is all about good news for Europe. So Nintendo Switch Online's N64 games in Europe have been confirmed by Nintendo of Europe that they'll be available at 60 hertz on, uh, nice. and not the 50 hertz they were locked at. Those That option will be available uh, along with the language options. But if, if the European players want to, they'll be able to play it at 60 hertz. And, uh, you know, obviously none of us are European, but that is a really nice thing. It's nice that they don't have to get the American version of the N64 app in order to experience yeah. the games like that. It's just right. like, boom, got it. Like, yeah. it, imagine, like, you know, being restricted to the PAL versions and stuff because, you know, <clears throat> there have been times where PAL versions of games are just, they're a bit wonky. And now knowing uh, that you can actually have the, like, wait, NSTC? NTSC. Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can have those versions or anything similar to that version, like worldwide, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's really, really one glad of the it's... earliest videos on this channel back when John was running it uh, was about how bad like old European versions of retro games were, and and he did this like side by side of of Sonic like on the American Genesis and Sonic on the European Mega Drive. And I was like, bro, how did they play this? Like, this oh, is I right. know. <laughs> yeah. It, I can't believe it's it. It's because it messes with the music too. So you yeah. have the music the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to sound. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, but... it's so easy to, to take for granted how, how well we in the West ate, you know, growing up in terms of like SNES and, and like all the different console generations where Europe didn't even get Chrono Trigger. Europe didn't get Chrono Trigger on, on the Super Nintendo. And it's easy for us in the U.S. to be like, oh, well, Japan gets all the cool stuff. Yeah, they do. But, it, you know, it could be so much worse, as we've seen, or it used to be. Now, these well, days, I, I, it's a little bit different. But it used to be so much worse. The context of that is I didn't realize just how, I guess not unpopular, but just how much it didn't sell. Nintendo products did not sell in Europe. It was Sega and Sony a lot of the time, it felt like. Uh, it yep. seems like like they just there wasn't enough of an audience, I guess, to bother translating Chrono Trigger into all those different languages and whatnot. So I guess they just like eh, whatever. Yeah, right. it's For, weird. sorry. I saw this question come up in the chat. Uh, no sixty hertz essentially means sixty frames per second. Uh, for those of you that are yeah. wondering, it, it's it's not a one for one, but it's close enough to kind of as a shorthand to give you an idea, but. Yeah, which means that games that were designed with 60 FPS in mind that were ported to a you know to work on a 50 hertz TV setup were just slower, <laughs> like one mm. sixth slower, and that means like you can. I recommend going way back into our archives and finding John's video on it. It's really fantastic, and you just you can mm-hmm. hear it in the music how slow it is. And Adam Adam yeah. O'Sullivan in our live audience patron chat says, "Growing up with 50 hertz, when I first played 60 hertz Sonic, it just blew my mind. It's a struggle to go back now. I I, I would love to have had that experience. Going back, I'm glad I didn't oh, have man. to. But you know, it would be interesting as someone who's only experienced 50 hertz up to a point to then have that opened up to you. Like I, I'm right. I grew up on 60 hertz, so I never had to wonder about it. But it's one I of bet those it's an amazing weird yeah. things where I think like if you grew up with it, you're probably like, wow, Sonic was a pretty fast game. And then you play the American version. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> uh-huh. Sonic was actually really fast. But, yeah. Uh-huh. 
it kind of makes you curious to try out the, these games at 50 hertz and see like how different was this? What was Mario 64 at 50 hertz uh, like or Mario Kart 64? Bro, like, well, I, I will say... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say I have played a bunch of games in 50 hertz and stuff, you know, just to figure out through emulation and stuff. And I'm like, dude, how did anyone play this? That was... Oh. Yeah, the the one game where I did see the difference on because I didn't get a chance to play it in 60 hertz growing up because it never came out here originally was Mega Man The Wily Wars. And when I emulated it, it was the 50 hertz version. But then when they re-released it on the Genesis Classic and I got to play it at 60 hertz, I was like, whoa, this feels so much better to play. But that's the one game I've ever had to like worry about that with. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a was it was 50 hertz because of what? The power plugs, the power supplies, like the output. Yeah, yeah. I want to say did. that uh, that's just what PAL was limited to. Like, not not power, but just the refresh rate of the TV standard that they that's went right. back yeah. on. Huh. Wow. That's that's something else. So good on them that they don't have to relive that part of their past, at least if you're playing in English. Unfortunately, if you're playing it in other languages, not really much of an option. But, uh, yeah, that's that's something. But, uh, uh, yeah. Really quick, I want to point this out in our YouTube chat. Luminary says, Derek... I love you, man. Ash, I love you, man. Steve, I love you, man. Well, Luminary, hey. we love you too. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for loving Absolute us. We love. love you as well. Thank yeah. you, Luminary. <laughs> good vibes, good vibes. Ah, yeah. McSpunk uh, explaining your, the European power grid was based on 50 hertz. That's why. Oh, okay. I thought that it had something so to do good. with the power supply. McSpunk is just fun to say. That name is so good. <laughs> it is a good name. It is a good <laughs> it's name. It's fun. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, uh, which is, well, did you enjoy Disney's What If? How about how about uh, Suda 51's What If? Nice. <laughs> well done. So Suda 51 has detailed, uh, thanks to a question, what he would want to do if given the opportunity for DLC in No More Heroes 3. This does not mean that DLC is coming to No More Heroes 3. There is no DLC planned whatsoever. But if given the opportunity, uh, he has said this is what he wants. And it basically comes down to content that they had to cut due to tech yeah. reasons. Um doing more with the galactic superhero rankers and boss battles and adding more playable characters like Shinobu. This hurts. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, so, so <clears throat> I've been playing since, since I got it for a review, I've been playing no more heroes three. Like it, it's just been my go-to like idle game that I play on my switch now. Um, and, and I even said in the review that I would, almost certainly be doing that till dread came out and and it, it's been true it what i said in the review held true i still play no more heroes 3 um but these plans that he details oh my god i want them so bad one he doesn't just say like he mentions that there's an area he finished like he finished it and he yeah. just couldn't get it properly optimized to run which means that there, there's probably cutscenes tied to that boss battles tied to that all kinds of other things, which... And if you look at the map in No More Heroes 3, there are so many places you can't go. Like, the map Chunk. is... Chunk. Yeah, mm. like, massive chunks of land. I'm not talking, like, a little zone. Like, I'm talking actual, like, places just as big as Santa Destroy that you can't even visit on the map. And then he, he mentions that he got all of that, you know, some some piece of that was fully done, like, working, and just couldn't essentially he's saying in a, in a not so direct fashion that he couldn't get the switch to run it properly, which 
But No More <laughs> Heroes 3, we all know, already kind of struggles on the Switch hardware outside of battle. Like, the open world areas are kind of, you know, frame droppy, a little iffy. Yeah. Um, but then on top of that, he goes and says, I also wanted to do, like, an alternate route through the Galactic Rankings. Like, a whole other way of going through all those boss yeah. battles, which... Ah, I want that so <laughs> bad. Like, dude, like, uh, like, I've been playing No More Heroes since the beginning, and I keep telling everyone who's like, "Yo, what is this game?" I'm like, yo, play this game. Yo, this, this, like, <laughs> tra- yo, Travis is you. But like, I was just thinking about because spoilers, I can't really say about. Like, I'm a, like, I'm on, I'm almost, I'm almost 100 in this game. I'm almost done to 100 completion for No, no More Heroes Three, but. Like, hearing him that he wants to, like, oh, he wants to make Shinobu playable, and I'm thinking, like, maybe make Bad Girl playable, maybe oh. make uh, Henry playable. And, you know, like, the way, like, it, it's so funny how every time, like, my brother kind of clowns me, it's like, hey, how does it feel that Super 51 said that uh, No More Heroes 3 is going to be the last game? I'm like, dude, we all know he's full of shit, all right? He said that. <laughs> <laughs> he said that for No More Heroes 1 and 2. Like, both yep. times, he's like, yeah, No More Heroes 1 is going to be the last game. No More Heroes 2 is going to be the last game. Like, the only time where it was like, oh, it's not going to be the last game is when he put out Travis Strikes again, right? So when he says mm. No More Heroes 3 is going to be the last game, which he did say on interview, I'm like, bro, you're, you're, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I beat, <laughs> I beat No More Heroes 3, and I saw what happened at the end. So, I mean, like, going off an alternate route against the superhero rankings that could play to the ending that we saw, which I'm not going to spoil. And then I'm like... Listen, like, and then Studio Fifty One does this all the time, like, and this is this is his way of trying to get people rallied. I feel because, like, yo, why would you tell us all that if this wasn't on the cards? It's like I feel that you want it on the cards, and the only way it can get on the cards is if we know that it wasn't on the cards and that we want it to be on the cards. So you want us to talk about it, right? You want us to tell Nintendo, like, hey, listen, we want No More Three DLC. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's I'm, I'm right I love it. You. I no. I'm it, this makes me hopeful though. I, I've mentioned it before, but Marvelous has this track record of just porting No More Heroes games to other platforms like a year after they come out on Nintendo hardware. And if they're going to port it out to PS5 or Xbox, man, throw in that area. Just just put it back. It'll run fine on those. Like I I want that. <laughs> I want to know what was there. I imagine there's like a yeah. whole boss they had to cut from that area. So I, if if you know not more than one because you travel between like the five or six main zones and do 10 fights so that's like an average on average there's like two bosses per area that means we probably mm. got at least two bosses cut from the game and oh man i i am so <laughs> hopeful that suda puts out some dlc for this game because i wasn't ready to be done with it i'm just like you hmk i i am like at 99.98 completion on that game and i'm just like there's like Uh one more scorpion to find and then i'm done with it and i can't bring myself to do it you have to (laughs) please give me more i'll buy a season pass i'll buy your fucking 300 travis jacket just whatever you need from me to make this happen suda that jacket's never coming out bro that jacket's (laughs) never coming out i saw that jacket i'm like bro i will put down money for this but since it's being done by uh super groupies since it's done yep. being done by super groupies, they do buy uh, like oh they'll only make the item if it reaches a certain threshold, and I'm like, no, because <laughs> no more heroes, yeah. is still, no more heroes is still kind of niche. 
right? And then you're telling me that at least 50 people have to pre-order this $300 jacket to get it, it for it to be made? It's never coming out. It's never mm. coming out. <laughs> I'm so mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hope for both of your sakes that this is another example of Suda bullshitting and that there will be DLC. It's It sounds as though from his wording that it really isn't on the table, but I, I hope that's not true. And I really hope that you both i mean i i like no more heroes and i, I want to have the time to play all of them i'm certainly not not into it i just i'm not a super fan like you two are but i really hope you get what you want and that you get to, to that that would be my my it. soren smash moment if i just right get oh, i know it would be yeah dlc for this game yeah, yeah. oh man if only but it's yeah. it's fun to dream in this case. It's Ooh. fun to dream. <laughs> hustle bun with uh, hustle bun in our live audience patron chat with a fantastic idea that I can't believe I didn't think about in hindsight. Give me a no more heroes anime from Studio Trigger. Oh, yes, that would, that yes, would be, please. That would be wild. Do you know how that would like, be sick, dude? I've been telling saying this for the longest for years. Like like Steve, Steve will know. Do you know how easy it would be to adapt normal heroes into an anime? It's, oh my it's, god! It's, right, screams like literally. You can have an, like normal heroes one and two could both be eleven episodes, if not shorter each. Yeah, right. It's insanely easy. Yep. Make a season oh, out of each. Out of each uh, oh, now I need that in my life. I didn't <laughs> know how bad yeah. I needed that till he said that. Yeah. <laughs> Hustle says, "Believe in the Travis that believes in you." I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, e- either man. Studio Trigger sick. or Studio Bones. Like, like, bro, like, uh huh. Madhouse. Well, no, not Madhouse, but like. <laughs> <laughs> not just, like it, wait, isn't Madhouse like? Did, didn't Madhouse like kind of like turn over? That's that's why I said yeah. that. Can't remember. Honestly. I, I like to pretend yeah. that's beer and that you're you're drinking to cope with the fact no, that no. probably will not ever be a no more heroes anime. It's actually just carbonated water. This like oh, I okay. gotcha. soda, so that's why I drink now. Well, you know what? Ninko Bra says, "Give give me a sec. Gonna call Studio Trigger." So maybe there we know, go. There we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we move on to our final topic of the night, uh, a few more super chats here I, I want to mention. Um, Zelda Princess of Heart, referring back to the uh, thing we mentioned before. Love to see a European version of Mario Party just for kicks and, uh, kicks and giggles. I mean, <laughs> that'd be something to do some of those party games like that. Uh, and then a yeah. wonderful, wonderful, generous uh, super chat from Nerds Ramblings at $20. Thank you so much saying, uh, I was happy I did yeah. a live reaction to Sora and Smash because it meant I could preserve what was one of the best days of my life. I never cried t- uh, of tears of joy so hard. I've been playing and falling in love with the series again since. Nice. I, I love that so many people have been experienced. Like, it's in Smash and all of a sudden people want to check out Kingdom Hearts. I'm or so check glad out this game. Yeah. You know, so glad. That's that's what Smash does. And it actually has also made me want to, I wish I had the hundreds of hours I needed to replay the whole series because I want I to again. Again. And I just want to play more Melody of Memory. I just I want I need more time just to replay all the Kingdom Hearts games. I want to so badly. Get Amy to play it and just re-experience it through her. That's what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then finally I would do one to uh bring the, uh so we got Calamity five one three with a two dollar super chat. Thank you so much saying uh, asking if I forgot to read their previous super chat, and we didn't say at the beginning, but we've been uh, uh, on Friday's episode. We started a new method of super chats, where we're not going to reference all of them, uh, just ones that we can uh, sort of pop in to just keep the uh, momentum of the show keep going. But your super chats will be displayed on screen, 
so you can enjoy all of those. Yeah, there you go. And, $16. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah right up there. Oh, man, I'm getting Eric. better at this. Right there. Yeah. Derek, I do have their previous one up on screen if you want to do a quick Yeah, one if you want to put that one it. out. By the way, Amy right, so. proving to be a wonderful partner so I can match you, Ash. Nice. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love it. Uh, uh, no, okay, you so know what? No, no, no. I got to go. I got to get mine. I, I, have <laughs> I have one. How does everybody nice. have one? Of these? Is it like when you beat all the Kingdom Hearts games, Square Enix just ships you one? Like, like congrats. It, this is a weird like club that only certain people are part of. A weird club. Not even just a club. A weird club. You have Listen, to throw that in there. Kingdom Hearts super fans are all in a very weird club. <laughs> they really hey, guilt, are. Guilty as charged, so, man. So what I, was uh, Calamity's uh, previous super yeah, chat? Yeah, so, so Calamity, it was uh, one of the matchup questions. Uh, Big the Cat from Sonic. Froggy. Versus E-Honda from Street Fighter. You choose. Oh, E-Honda. <laughs> it's got to be E-Honda, right? I mean, it's got to be. He doesn't he's got hit. The hand he just slap fishes. In, in, <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta go with yeah. E-Honda. E-Honda's an actual street fighter. Big the Cat's funny, and he's a meme, but he's not a street fighter or a fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. E-Honda takes it. Yeah. All right, he's back. All right, he's back. We gotta see this. Oh, ah, man. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell there yeah. Sweet. Just, oh, I've got I the back of his head. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I used to I used to also have as everyone's used to by now I have my FF10 Jack necklace that I wear but I used to have Sora's crown necklace but it unfortunately broke and I want to get a new one especially uh, just to to celebrate you know the occasion but right. yeah man Steve one of these days one of these days we're going to get you into this weird club with us man one of these days I, I don't know that I have enough time <laughs> I to, feel like that'll be a into that pulling club. teeth you, you <laughs> no, make that's, time that's fair. that's fair yeah I've played one <laughs> and two man I beat Sora. one and two but then they started doing like long division and I gave up so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so good. man uh, and real quick before we uh, move on to the next, uh, our final topic, Claxon with a $19.99 uh, super chat. Thank you so much. Saying Thank for you. the fifth dimension crossover. <laughs> <laughs> we I can like only that callback. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. Well, our final news topic of the day is, uh, I, I think it's made a few people cross. <laughs> nice. Well said. Well, so as of now, uh, Monster Hunter Rise won't include cross-save or cross-play between its Switch and PC versions. And it stinks, but they said in the tweet, Monster Hunter's official Twitter account said, we've heard your request for cross-save, cross-play for Monster Hunter Rise and Sunbreak, but unfortunately, after looking into it throughout the development process, we found we are unable to implement it this time. As always, we appreciate your continued feedback and support. And I don't know what that means like i don't know what what prevent i don't know i don't know what mean like why it doesn't work for them when i saw somebody point out hades has cross save across all their platforms yeah. so what what's different about monster hunter i'm not one to like say oh this development thing is really easy and developers should just do it because i totally get that it's never as easy as people think it is mm-hmm. but cross save like as somebody who understands basics of programming and file system structures cross save is about as easy as it gets like like it's it is a really really simple thing to do for 99 percent of games like you upload the save file convert it to a format that the other platform understands and then download it again 
Capcom absolutely could do this. It's not impossible. Ooh, hmm. it's almost like they want to maximize their sales potential for Monster Hunter Rise on PC. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, that's the weird thing, that would be, Like, yeah. I own Monster Hunter Rise on Switch. And if they gave me this option, I would go buy it again on PC. Exactly. I like, it's, I, yeah, I feel like that would be more. Like, more. Really yeah. counterintuitive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean... I, and of course, I, I just I'm taking you at your word, Steve, because I know you know you're certainly the most tech minded of all of us by far. But is it is it something that maybe they just don't really don't want to spend the resources on it? But from what I you're mean, saying, the resources well, required would be very small. We have some inf- insight for our own voice of God, uh, Brandon, in the uh, chat, oh. YouTube chat saying it's very likely that Capcom didn't put in the resources. And the developers said this on Twitter to pressure them to give them the give them the dev resources to make it happen. Uh and they agree that they'll actively sell less on PC if they don't add cross-support because, yeah. yeah I would, that's, such, that's such a weird perspective, what they said in the chat. Because, I mean, like, Monster Hunter has now become one of Capcom's premier franchises, right? And then, right. like, you're, like, you put down the Switch, like, bam, that just equals money. So why wouldn't they have the um, the support and the assets from big old Capcom to, like, do this and, like, kind of twist their arm with a tweet like this? It's a... This whole situation is very. I mean, I yeah. Guess... I mean, it, it's like when Sakurai talks about like you know, our limited budget, and like, what is his budget that he always like? And he says it's always so small. Well, now now it makes we it know seem because so he small. spent it all on Sora. <laughs> well, I guess oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Disney. Disney. He's like, look, we don't have a lot of money to put this trailer together. Do you know how much Disney charges for that Mickey Mouse keychain on the end of the keyboard? Oh, man, bro. I've been seeing that joke all over the place. I'm like, stop. (laughs) Uh 400 grand for 20 seconds of Mickey Mouse. I saw that same joke. Yeah. yeah. I I do wonder, though, what the negotiations were with Disney to allow that little bit. Because clearly Disney had some kind of terms around, you know, the likeness of Goofy and Donald because they're not, as far as we can tell, in there at all. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Uh, Just to, like, segue off that a little bit because I I know we have to get back to Monster Hunter, but, like, you know, the real cool perspective when people say that, oh, yeah, Sora must have cost this or cost that. Like, well, one, Disney has licensed other properties to, like, almost anybody all the time. And I'm sure Ash would know this, but do you understand how much low-tier official merch there is of Kingdom Hearts in existence. <laughs> they oh, will yeah. literally give that license to anybody that's willing to make something out of it. So, it's not that... Of, like, when everyone's like, not oh, of course impossible. I'm like, bro... I mean, when, when I go uh, and, and, and rebuy that Sora necklace, I'm getting one of the knockoff versions, because sorry, Square, I'm not paying 200 bucks for your sterling silver ass Oh, no, that's the Sora's like, necklace. Like, yeah. I'm not doing it. That's I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Oof. but no, there is so much low grade merch for Kingdom Hearts. It's yeah, one hundred percent. If it's made by Square, though, that's a different story. Like when you see when you see just the Disney logo on top of the Kingdom Hearts logo, that merch is like okay, eh, it's official. But eh. but when you see Square Enix there, it's like okay, this merch is all right. This is different. This is different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, that Square Enix tax, as Ash likes to put it. Yep, but it, uh, it is a thing. It is a thing. Well, there's there's still quite a while until Monster Hunter Rise comes out on PC, like February, right? So that might 
this might be enough to put pressure on him to get it um get it implemented so hopefully hopefully yeah, yeah. i i have a feeling that before this game comes out we'll be talking about how capcom backpedaled on this because yeah it, it's uh-huh. one of those it's one of those things where I mean, yeah, January financially, it makes no sense. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It's not going to make them money to not have this because the people who have held out this long to buy it on PC are still going to hold out. They're not going to say, oh, no cross save. I'm buying switch now. They're, they just won't. They've already decided to wait. <laughs> you know, that really puts an yeah. idea in my head when people constantly talk about the idea of backpedaling when it comes to like these corporations and companies that are not your friend, by the way. Uh, no. but like, what if this is just yeah. a whole, like, this could easily be a low-cost marketing ploy by Capcom by saying this and then backpedaling, like, two months before release, and everyone's all like, yes, Capcom, listen to us, power of the voice and stuff, and then everybody buys the game literally two months before release, and developers have done that before. And I'm like, yeah. big case in point, Horizon Forbidden West, like... Yeah, <laughs> right. um, it, it may be one of those situations. I want to, I want to give Capcom the benefit of the doubt in saying that, like, okay, you're above that, but then, like, you know, marketing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, yeah, we'll see what they end up doing. But uh, fingers crossed for all you Monster Hunter fans out there. Hopefully, this works out, and right. uh, I guess we'll see. But yep. for now, I believe that is it. Uh, for our uh, episode this time, we'll end off with one last super chat from Toon J, who said uh, the two dollar super chat saying, "Will any of you pick up the SpongeBob or Leonardo Xbox?" I entered the contest. If I had the, if I had the option of buying the Leonardo one, you bet your ass I would. Considering I'm already, you're in the market, yes, you would. I'm already in the market for a Series X. If I could make it happen that I guaranteed own one of those Leonardo Xboxes. Dude, I want that thing so badly. And I'm about to do my retweet to, for my entry because, <laughs> God damn, that thing is cool. I wish it was one of the other turtles. But, right. man, I want that thing. <laughs> God, it's... The worst thing though would be to like win. I don't. I don't. I don't think you get to choose. I think you, it's just random. So yeah, if I, I won, so. I got the SpongeBob There's, one. I it's don't want one that of one. each. So there is that. Yeah. The other thing is, I need to look at how much is specific to Leo because, oh, Ash, you could totally just paint that purple. Someone That's has somebody to paint that purple. There is nothing on like there that marks it. I, I wouldn't is. trust myself at all. But I, I maybe I could ask someone to do it for me uh professionally but yeah dude that thing is so cool and the and the controller i'm looking at it right now i'm like i want this so much god that's so cool man uh, I, I love how geo was talking about um be the marble <laughs> oh that's around <laughs> for the spongebob one man yeah it really um, is derek you mind if i read out a question really quick in our youtube chat yeah absolutely Cool, cool. RC, just really quick, asks, uh, just a question, but why not just simply save Super Chat reading for the end of the show and not exclude any? And that was actually something we'd already thought of, RC, and we tried doing that. The problem is we also have a patron-exclusive post-show to get to after each show, and Derek and Steve have a hard stop for family stuff around 6 o'clock, 545 Pacific. And so even if we backload all the rest of the Super Chats and read every single one, that unfortunately just makes it so it's often that they can't make the post show. And that's not fair to our patrons. So it's We'd a very here tricky for an balance hour. that we're yeah. trying. Yeah. So it's a tricky balance. That we're really trying to get right. And we really appreciate all your patience as we 
try to get it right and yeah. we try different things. So right now, I'm just picking out the super chats that seem relevant to what we're actually talking about in between, right. picking out, going back and picking some that didn't have relevance like I did today that you know we could bring into it. Uh, know that every super chat, whether we read it or not, though, is extremely appreciated. We just want to make sure the show is as good as we can possibly make it, keep it flowing, yeah. keep it going, and hopefully... Um, you're all seeing the effects of that because, hey, we're almost done and it's only 810, that, or at least my right. time. Uh, so that works out. But before we do end it off, one last super chat from Pyro Jack Daniel with $5 saying Monster Hunter World also didn't have cross save. So either they have no plans for cross save to begin with or they were unable to implement it on time. So maybe it's just a Monster Hunter thing. They just they hate cross save. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. But yeah, thank I you, Pyrojack Daniel. And uh, no matter what, it, uh, all super chats will appear on screen, no matter yes. what. So at Absolutely least know will that be on for screen. sure. Yeah, and, and we and do love you all. For those of you that are watching, we've been working through the alert system like during the show. They're bigger now because you guys type a lot sometimes. Yeah. So so we made them just <laughs> yeah. a little bit larger so you can see them better on screen. But yeah, it, it's very much a work in progress. So, uh, we appreciate all of them. But anyway. Yep, yeah. we'll get it all figured out. But... With that, I think we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. But before we sign off, Geo, HMK, where can everybody find you at? Uh, yeah, you can find me over at uh, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by using uh, the tag HMKiller. It's the same all across the board. So when you put, uh, plug that in, uh, you'll be able to find me pretty easy now that I'm verified on three spaces. It should be like the top of thing on Google or whatnot. So you can find me there. I do a lot of Legends of the Kingdom Hearts Super Smash Bros. content, a lot of stuff when it comes to Nintendo and Square Enix, and my content is aimed to get you hyped while also make you think. So if you're down for that, I'll see you on the other side, and I'll see you uh, there. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but I'm like, wait a minute. No, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's it's excellent content that I highly enjoy, so definitely go check them out, and it's, it's a great time. Uh, of course, before we end things off, we also have to give a uh, thank you to all of our patrons, big and small. Just the support you show is always gratifying, always appreciated, and uh, always want to shout you out, uh, whether it's $1 or up to our producer tier, uh, which, you know, without all of our producers, that special thanks to all of you, uh, this show just would not be possible. So thank you all. And finally, a massive, massive thank you to our executive producers and above. And that includes Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Fangs, Dan Inchwistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Roman Kochinski, Critter XD, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotek, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrima, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Sakuragi, Becca, Killamox, Fizzywigoid, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deanith, Coda, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Ascaron 809, Kane, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, 
Super Game Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Bowling. Hi, Mom. Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Wooly, Skullkid Tiger, Darksteel01, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior29, DJ Jurassic, Jurassic uh, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Dinner Sonic, Dereek, GBJ, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamin' Shaman, uh, Screamo Shaman, excuse me, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hess, uh, Hustlebun, Noah Filter, Fitterer, uh, David Hauer, and Rizemon. Uh, one Thank more. You. Ooh, we we oh, do more. have uh, Eastman23, who edited their pledge oh. just before the show. Oh, Eastman23, awesome. thank you so thank much you, thank for that increase in pledge. And remember that you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can get access to our exclusive post show and ad-free content for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. And if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. Remember, we get to 75K, we're handing out a uh, Nintendo Switch OLED to anybody who's subscribed. It's on the other uh, side of the point. room. <laughs> yep. And I forgot to mention well, at the beginning of the show. So it's just, I was like so hyped we had HMK on. I was like, crap, forgot about the Switch. Not, oh, well. Not to but, anybody who subscribed, to one person out of those of you who are subscribed. We would all oh, be right. bankrupt. I mean, misphrased that, but yeah. To yeah. one person. One in 75 <laughs> One lucky chance. winner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I we're not man. We would not need a Patreon <laughs> if we just could hand out seventy five thousand switches when we got to that point. My God, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think we would need a YouTube channel. We would all live on a yacht somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is just a hobby. <sighs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, just be sure to join us for more good times like these. So until next time, good night and good vibes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody.